cake now! I, I want it now! I found Fido! Hey, I found Fido! I found Fido, you guys! Dude, I'll have your money better. I mean, you could buy a pregnant cow. I, mean, I showed you that girl's pictures, right? I brought you a potion and it's gonna work great because it'll make you run. You brought your potion, right? Hey, look! I can spin around! I'm gonna rest because I'm the best. That's the party! What do you look like in your dreams? Got a big afro and stuff, a wooden leg and a weird eye. Oh. Could you tell us a little about your time as a secret agent? They hid me in Great Britain and uh, I didn't want to shoot the Russian guy pretending to be me because uh, he had a kitty cat. Ooh, I'm white! Stop doing heroin! I dare you to spit in that guy's drink. I went out with a girl this weekend. We just kept having a ball. Then I come over to hang out after the game and it's just, the floor's just beanbags. So that's when I'm a jerk to her because I'm all, come pick up all your floor bags. You ain't living in Southeast Asia. You gotta make a 45 degree like this. Use froggy voice when you ate old fruit salad. What are some things that could gross you out? Uh, old folks' allergies, that could sure do it. Just having somebody yucky like you. Um, denim golf jeans, Voldemort, yes, I said Voldemort. Uh, doodads that scratch the wood, like scratchy things, you know? Are you guys ready for the game today? We got some stuff we want to give out. I want to give out this United and Orange towel. So who would like it this morning? Who would like somebody sitting down front? That's what you give for sitting. There you go. All these. All right, give her a hand. Good job. Man, great to see you guys today. We had our largest 8 o'clock service we've ever had this morning because they all thought they'd have a better chance to win the jersey, I think. And now we're packed out again in this service today. Either you guys are here because you want to win a Peyton Manning jersey, or you guys know that if you don't come to church today, then God's not going to let your team win. So hey, we'll do whatever it takes, right? So, hey, we're going to have some fun right now, and we're going to give out some more stuff. We've got some uh, T-shirts. We're going to give out some Broncos T-shirts. And so uh, we want to find out who our, our best Bronco fans are this morning, best and, and most knowledgeable. Okay, you've got to know your Broncos because we're going to give you a little quiz. And uh, it's not too difficult. We'll have some multiple choice questions. And so Don, our family pastor, is going to come around. He's going to pick somebody uh, to participate. We're going to do a few of these. So who would like to win a T-shirt this morning? participate in our quiz. It's hard to see me. I know I'm in camo. Yeah. So someone <laughs> got to know their Broncos right here. Oh, right, we got a guy right, right here. here. All right. Tell uh, us your name. Zach. Cardenas. Zach Cardenas. His dad was the one that did it in the eight o'clock service. Cardenas is, they know their Broncos. All right, Zach, stand up. Here's your questions about the Broncos. All right. And you guys can help him out. Who was the Broncos quarterback from 1998 to 2002? Was it John Elway? Jake Plummer, Brian Greasy, or Tony Romo? Brian Greasy. He says Brian Greasy. You guys, is that right? Do you agree? How many of y'all agree? Brian Greasy? I like it. Let's find out. Who was it? Brian Greasy. Brian Greasy. Yeah. All right. We're starting out with well, we start a with Broncos t-shirt. All right. All right. I think that's right. an AFC Conference Championship t-shirt. All right. Somebody going, else. Somebody else. See. Stand up, raise side. your hand. Here we go. Do something we go, right to get over to Don's attention. Here, here, He's going who do we all got? over here. Here we go. Okay, right here. Here we go. Here we go. All right, Jim. Yeah. Jim. Okay, Jim. Jim, I know tell his us name. your tell name. Tell your name. Jim Martin. Jim Martin. All right, let's give it up for Jim. All right, Jim. Here is your question. Here's your question. 
Who was known as the mouth on Denver's 1997 team? Was it Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis, Clinton Portis, or Richard Sherman? Shannon Sharp. How, how many of y'all think he's right? Was it Shannon Sharp? Right? Let's see. Shannon Sharp. Good All job. Right. This time, Pastor Doug, what, what we, got we this have time? What we this, got this time, time a Broncos t-shirt. Hey, all right. Okay, all we right. got a couple more. Let's go up. Let's go up. Up on the top. Let's go up. Rally. Okay, we're going up top. We're going up top. top. I'm following this guy. We're going up. We're, I'm still, I'm, I'm right got, behind you. You got bodyguards, Don. All right, you got bodyguards go. protecting you. Okay, tell us your name. I'm Teresa Rowley. Teresa Rowley, our drummer's wife. Give it up for Teresa. All right. All right, Teresa. Here is your question. These get a little harder. Tebow won his first playoff game in 2012 with an overtime TD pass to who? Was it Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, Eric Decker, or was it his first miracle as he caught his own pass? I think it was Demarius Thomas. Who? who? Demarius Thomas. Do y'all think she's right? Is she right? Let's find out. Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Good job. This time our prizes keep going up. This time it is... A Broncos t-shirt! Right. Okay, I think we got time for All one right. more. Here we now, go. Now, this next one's a we little gotta tough. Go. You got to know your team. Other this side. next one's a little tough. We got to go. Okay, right here. All right, this one's tough. Do you oh. know your stuff? Okay, tell us your name. I know who you are. Okay. You knew all the rest of them. Okay. Okay. What's your name? Oh, John. John. All right, John. Here is your question. What year were the Denver Broncos founded? Was it 1951, 1972, he's getting help from his wife, 1960, or on the eighth day God created them? <laughs> Which one is it? Um, I'm going to go with C. Do you think he's right? Is he 1960? Right? Let's find out. He's right. All yeah. right. And All right. going to win And was this season tickets up. for next year? Was this season it tickets is for next season? year? No, it's a Broncos t-shirt. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Hey, give all of them a hand that participated. Good job. Great job. Awesome. Awesome. Let me ask you guys this question this morning. How many of you guys have ever made plans and things did not go as you had planned? Anybody had that ever happened to you? Yeah, we all have. We have all had plans in our life, you know, we've thought, okay, I would be at a different place in my life than I am right now, and, or maybe my career, or my family, or marriage, or whatever, and, and sometimes we make plans, but things don't always go just the way we've planned. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I have been like dying for this day to get here for us to have this day. It seems like it took forever for the Super Bowl to arrive. Anybody else have trouble sleeping last night like I did? And I, I tell you, one of the things they, they do now is they give the teams two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl because they're making a game plan. They're making a plan, and the Broncos have a plan, and the Seahawks have a plan. I believe the Broncos have the better plan. But here... Here's the truth, and here's what the experts will tell you and, and coaches who've coached in the league as you listen today. It, it's not so much about who has the best plan going into the game, but the team that can make the most adjustments when things don't go as planned. And that's why I know the Broncos are going to win because we got the best quarterback ever in changing the plan in Peyton Manning. But you know, the same is true in life and in our relationship with God. We, we can have these plans for our life and say, well, this is the way I think that my life should go, and I've got these things planned out, and then sometimes life doesn't go the same way we planned it, 
And the key to having a right relationship with God and being successful in our spiritual lives and our marriages and our family is to adjust to God's plan for our life. Do you all believe that God has a plan for our lives? Say yes. And it sometimes or oftentimes is much different than the plan that we have for our life. And the key is being able to adjust to God's plan. Uh, one of my favorite verses, we're going to put it on the screen. You can look at it in your Bibles if you'd like. Proverbs 16, 9 says this. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our what? Our steps. We can make all the plans in the world and have the best plans, but when life throws us a curveball, curve it's the Lord that directs our steps. And what we have to do is we have to change our plan to adjust to God's plan because His plan is better than anything we can plan. His plan is, is more than we can imagine, and it's, it's supernatural, and it's miraculous. And so right now, I want you to hear a testimony from Peyton Manning's former coach, uh, Tony Dungy. He uh, was Peyton's coach from 2002 to 2008 when he was the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and he is a man of faith. He believes in Jesus, and he's going to talk about how he had a plan for his coaching career and his teams, but God had a different plan, and how his faith made him stronger when things didn't go his way. So check this out. 2005 season, we're, we're the number one seed. We've got a, a great team, a team really without any weaknesses. We've got home field advantage. Everyone's saying it's our year. We end up falling behind to the Steelers in our first round game. We march back. We've got a chance to tie the game up and go into overtime. And uh, Mike Vanderjet's our kicker. Extremely accurate guy, never misses a big kick, and he misses. Pittsburgh goes on to win the Super Bowl. And now you kind of hear it from everybody, well, the Colts are never going to win one. They've had all these teams that are, are really good, but something's missing, and that window of opportunity is going to close up on them. I can remember thinking, and as good a team as we had, we don't win it now. We may never win it. And I'm going to have to be okay with that. I think you can glorify the Lord in every circumstance. How you respond to failure, how you respond to disappointment, uh, says a lot more than how you do in successes. God has taken some unexpected things in my life uh, over and over uh, and, and really, I think, tried to find out if I was going to stay with him or if I was ever going to get to the point where I say, this is too much. I'm going to go my own way. I started coaching when I was 25 years old and probably by the time I'd been an assistant coach for 10, 11 years, the word was getting out, this guy might be a good head coach. I started to interview for, for head coaching jobs, but everyone was looking for that stereotypical coach, looking for the guy who was gonna demand perfection from his players, who was gonna show that emotion and, and everything that they expected to see in a, in a head coach. And that wasn't me. How much does this mean to you? How much are you prepared to sacrifice to, to lead his team? And, and what's important to you in, in life? And you know what the, the, the man wants to hear, but it's not really what's in your heart. 
I'm going to give you a lot. I'm, I believe I'm going to deliver you a championship, but no, the, the team is not going to be the most important thing. When I was called to interview at Tampa, I told Lauren, we're not going to get this job. I don't know anybody there. I have no connections. And so when I got the job, I said, you know what? We want to win a Super Bowl, and I believe we will. I want to do it the right way. I want to do it so that our young men are people that the community is going to be proud of. I want to do it in such a way that we're doing the right things with our families, and it's going to be a win-win situation. I believe it can be done, and I believe it can be done here. I came down feeling like, hey, this is where God wants us. We're going to win. Everything's going to be great because this is God's plan. It's not my plan. That's, to me, one of the hardest things in life when you have an idea of the way things are going to go, uh, what you hope for, what you dream about, what you pray for, and it doesn't come through. Uh, that's when it's easy to get disappointed with God. Why didn't it work? Why didn't it uh, pan out the way I thought it would? It was one of the biggest disappointments of my life because I did feel like the Lord had brought me down to Tampa. And I had to realize that it worked out. It just didn't work out the way I had planned. I didn't know at the time when I got fired uh, what I was supposed to do. Um, was I supposed to look for something in Tampa outside of football, or was I supposed to look for another job, another city? And Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, called me. And he said, we're making a change at head coach with the Indianapolis Colts, and you're the guy that I want to be our coach. I believe in all the things that you believe in. We want to do things the right way. We want to win, but win with the right kind of people, and you're the guy to lead us. And that, that was a message that I really needed to hear at that point. favorite passage in the Bible is um, where Christ says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world but forfeit his soul? And with 31 years in the National Football League, I've seen that a lot. And so to me, that was the thing that I always wanted to, to tell my players. Um, don't, don't put this game first. Don't, don't make football, everything in your life, how we relate to each other, how we live, uh, what you have in your heart for eternity, uh, how you respond to the Lord. That's, that's the most important thing. This game will take care of itself. Even though we, you know, for four or five years had those bitter disappointments at the end of each year, I never gave up. Uh, it wasn't to the point where I said, hey, we can never win this thing, but I, I got to the point where if that is what God has in store. It would be a bitter pill to swallow, but uh, I'm going to be okay with that. We've been through a lot, and, and our slogan by that time was, it's our time. Um, you know, those disappointments were in the past, but now 
it's our time and we got to seize the moment and and we did that amazing thing in the locker room super bowls are, are so different as soon as you win the celebration starts you have a ceremony out on the field it maybe takes 40 minutes to get everybody back together many of our players were just waiting they said coach we've got to finish this one like we have every other game we've got to have the team prayer and we asked that uh, the reporters shut their cameras down and let us pray. And I was so proud of the guys for, for hanging in there and saying, this is what we want to do. We want to honor the Lord in this victory. And uh, we did that. One photographer didn't honor our wishes. He took a picture of it, but that picture went all over the internet, went all over, and it was really a, a great tribute to what that team had in mind of, of putting the Lord first, even at the Super Bowl. Every decision I make in life, I'm gonna make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna put him out there first, and my own feelings, my own thoughts, my own desires are gonna be second. It's that simple, and if we do that, Christ promised that he would come into our lives, he'd be our head coach, and he'd guide us to, to that victory, that ultimate victory. Isn't that a great testimony? I loved what Coach Dungy said. He said, it worked out, just not how I planned it. And we've, most of us probably have experienced something like that in our life at one point or another. We, we had certain plans and they didn't work out the way we expected it, but they worked out. You know, the scripture tells us that those who know God, all things work together for good to those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. And Coach Dungy, because of his faith and trust in Jesus Christ as his head coach, he was able to go through challenges and difficulties and just say, you know what, it's in the Lord's hands. I'm going to trust him, and it may work out different than I have planned, but it's, it's going to be okay. And the same is true in all of our lives. Some of you may be going through some things right now that weren't what you planned. They weren't what you expected, but Jesus knew they were coming before you did. And sometimes, you know, he closes a door over here, but he opens a window over here. And here's what we do know. I love this verse. It's one of my favorites. I quote it all the time. If you want a great verse to memorize, it's this one, Jeremiah 29, 11. We'll put it on the screen. God says this to all of us. For I know the, what church? Plans that I have for you. God's like, I know you got some plans, but I have some plans for you. And they might be different than your plans. I would suggest they're better than our plans. He says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not disaster. I think sometimes we think that, well, if I follow God's plan for my life, if I trust Him, you know, I'm not going to be as fulfilled. I'm not going to be as satisfied. I'm not going to be as happy when just the opposite is true. True fulfillment and satisfaction and joy and peace comes from following God's plan for our life, not our plan for our life. And God says, I have some plans for you for good and not for disaster. And I love this. And to give you a future and a hope. How many of y'all like to have a great future and hope, amen? Well, it's, it's found in God. It's found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, allowing him to guide and direct our lives. He loves us. He sent his son to die for us, and he has got some plans for our life that are better than we can even imagine. Tony Dungy said it this way. This really encapsulated everything that strengthened his faith during those times of challenges, and when things didn't go as he had planned, he said, Jesus is my head coach. That's a great way to think of it. Jesus is my head coach. He, he's in charge of my 
life? And I would ask all of you this morning, that's a good question we should all ask ourselves. Is Jesus my head coach? Am I in charge of my life or is Jesus in charge of my life? Do I I trust him? I like trusting Jesus because he knows what's around the next corner. He knows what's going to happen in my life next week, next month, next year. I want to hang on to his hand. I want to trust and follow his plan for my life, and I believe you too do too. And, and when Jesus is your head coach, it means that you know him, and he knows you. It means you have a personal relationship with him, and you allow him to guide and direct your life. So if you're here this morning as a believer in Jesus Christ, and I know many of you would say, yes, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Maybe you haven't thought of it that way, but you'd say, yes, he is my head coach then I want to challenge you with this thought. Whatever you're going through now or you'll go through in the future when things, when life throws you a curveball and it does at times, when things don't go according to your plan, if you know Jesus, trust Jesus. Amen? Trust him as your head coach. Trust him when you cannot trace him to believe that he has got something in store for your life. I, I had a lady go out of the very first service. She said, oh, I needed to hear that as a believer this morning. She said, I just lost my job last week. And that's exactly what I needed to hear, that Jesus has it all under control. He has a plan. He's my head coach. He's my heavenly father. It's going to be okay. Now, if you're here this morning, you'd say, I've never received Jesus as Lord and Savior. If there's never been a time in your life that you can look back to and go, that was the day that I allowed Jesus to come into my life, to forgive me of my sins, to give me eternal life, to be my head coach. That's a decision that you have to personally make. Nobody else can make it for you. And it's not something that Jesus will force on you. Jesus doesn't force his way into anybody's life. He gives you the invitation. He says, I want to forgive you. I want to save you. I want to love you. I want to give you my grace and mercy. I want to show you the plan that I have for your life and purpose and what I created you for. I want to be your head coach. And I know we'll win, but you've got to trust me. You've got to invite me into your life. You've got to allow me to come in. And maybe some of you this morning, Jesus is saying to you, I want to be your head coach. I've got a plan and purpose for your life, and you'll just, if you'll just trust me and let me in, I'll guide you, I'll direct you, I'll, I'll forgive you, I'll save you. Will you accept that? Maybe some of you are here this morning, and God has just been waiting for this moment in your life because you've tried to do life on your own. You've tried to have a marriage without God. You've tried to guide your family without Jesus. And I would ask you, how's that going? I I see a lot of times God allows difficulties and challenges and trials to come in people's lives when they try to do it on their own. He allows that so he can get their attention, amen? And go, okay, are are you ready to trust me? Are you ready to allow me to guide and direct your life? Because you've tried to do it yourself and it hasn't worked out very well, has it? Maybe that's you this morning. Isn't it time to allow Jesus to come in and be your head coach? You know, I I believe, I really do. I believe that the Broncos are going to win this evening. I think you guys do too. I believe they're going to win. I'm going to call the score now, 27-13. As long as we're ahead, that's all, but that's what I'm calling. I wish I could guarantee a win. I wish I could guarantee it. I believe they're going to. You guys do. I wish I can guarantee it, but you know what? There's not a lot of guarantees in the world we live in today. But here's one thing that I absolutely can promise you and guarantee you. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if he's your head coach, we've already won. We've already won. Can we celebrate that this morning, Orchard Church? We have already won. Would you bow your heads with me this morning with your heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment? 
If you're here this morning and you have never invited Jesus Christ to be your head coach, to be Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says that God loved us so much he sent his son to die for us so we could have a relationship with him, so Jesus could be our head coach and guide and direct our lives. You say, okay, well, how does Jesus become my head coach? How does he become my Lord and Savior? You have to invite him in. He's at the door, but will you let him in? You say, well, how do I do that? Well, there's, you can pray a simple prayer of faith from your heart to God's right now, right here where you sit today, and you can invite Jesus to come into your life. Now, listen, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you pray this prayer. I'll give you some words that you can repeat and you can talk to God. But, but let me say this very clearly. It's not the prayer you pray. It's not some magic prayer, magic words. It's the belief and faith behind it. If there's no belief and faith behind the prayer, it'll go nowhere. But if you're ready to really truly put your faith and trust in Jesus, to allow him to be your head coach and show you the future and the plan and the hope that he has for your life, let me lead you in this prayer of faith right now that some of you can pray from your heart to God's right where you sit. If you're ready to invite Jesus into your life, would you pray this with me? It goes like this. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died on a cross for my sins to forgive me where I failed you. To be my Lord, to be my Savior to be my head coach Jesus I'm tired of doing life on my own I'm tired of making a mess of things I'm ready to trust you I'm ready to follow you I'm ready to allow you to be the head coach of my life Jesus I accept you by faith today as Lord and Savior of my life thank you Jesus for forgiving me Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for having a plan and purpose for my life. I want to follow you. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around for just a moment. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but if you just prayed that prayer of faith for the very first time, I, I want to pray for you as you grow in the days ahead in your walk and relationship with your head coach, Jesus Christ. And so with heads bowed nice, there's nobody looking around for a moment but myself. Would you just slip up your hand and just say, yes, I prayed that prayer of faith today for the very first time. It came from my heart and I meant it. I invited Jesus into my life. Would you just slip up your hand for prayer? God bless you, young lady. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you guys in the middle section, in the bottom section. God bless you, sir. And on my left, hands in almost every section. If I didn't see your hand, just raise it up one more time. Pray for me, Pastor Doug. I, I really meant it. I put my faith in Jesus today. I want him to guide my life. God bless you. Over to my left. Yes, I believe a young man. God bless you. Teenager. Anyone else? Several people. Quite a few. God bless you, young man. God bless you guys. Some young people. Yes. God bless you. Yes. A family. Thank you. Anyone else? Just slip it up. Yes, I prayed that prayer of faith. I really meant it. It came from my heart. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior and my head coach. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray for all those who are putting their faith and trust in you today and every one of our services to invite you as Lord and Savior of their life. I pray they'd never forget this moment and they'd never forget this day, that it wouldn't just be a day that the Broncos played in a Super Bowl, but it would be a day that you became Lord and Savior in their life and their head coach. And I pray that they would grow in the relationship with you 
in the days ahead. I pray that as a church family, we would welcome them into the family as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we would meet them with love, grace, and mercy the way you have met them. We'd help them to grow in their relationship with you as we disciple them. And Lord, we just pray for them as they, they follow you as head coach, Lord and Savior of their life in the days ahead. And with heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment, let me ask you this. For those of you who are believers in Jesus Christ, you, you remember back to that time when you invited Jesus in your life. You, you know you're a Christian. You know you're a believer. How many of you right now, you'd say, I, I'm going through something in my life that I didn't plan on. I wasn't expecting. This isn't what, what I thought was going to happen. A trial, a tribulation, a challenge. And, and you say, I needed to hear that this morning. And I, I'm going to trust Jesus as my head coach. And I believe things are going to work out. They may not work out like I planned them, but they're going to work out the way Jesus wants. And I'm going to trust him even when I cannot trace him. And I needed to hear that this morning. And would you pray for me, Pastor Doug, that I would follow my head coach, whatever I'm going through right now. Would you slip up your hand all across this auditorium? Hands in every section, every section. Let me pray for all of you. Lord, I just pray for all those who are going through difficulties right now where life has thrown them a curveball and things have not gone as they planned, but they may be going as how you've planned. And we know that you have a plan to work those things together for good. That you have a future and you have a hope for all of us. And Lord, that we would always remember that you are in charge and you're our head coach and you're our daddy and you love your children and you're going to be with us. And you're going to be beside us. And you'll, you promise you'd never leave us or forsake us. And we got the best head coach in the world. And we will trust you, Jesus, even when we don't understand believing that you have all things in control and your eye is on all of us and each of us. And I pray that that would encourage people here today that are going through difficulties. I pray that it would encourage all of us if there's something around the corner that we didn't plan, that we can trust you even when we cannot trace you. And we thank you for being our Lord and Savior, master of our life. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we celebrate many decisions for Christ this morning already? Amen.